This is a podcast series created by the entrepreneurship team at the University of Sussex. We want this to be a space that inspires, informs and speaks to students and recent graduates. Whether you're looking to turn an idea into an income or if you want to be an innovator within an organisation, this podcast is for you. In this series, we'll be talking to people who refused to put themselves in a box. They've pursued alternative career paths and they're enjoying the journey. Do you feel like you're on a fixed path and you can't change it? Do you think that you're studying or have studied a particular subject which defines your next steps? Be inspired, dare to think differently and create the future you want. who you are and what you currently do. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, uh, my name's Anna Cookson and I am the breakfast presenter on BBC Radio Kent. So I do the show which is now from 6 till 10 every day. Uh, we cover news. Out. Yeah, it's an early start. Early start. <laughs> Get used to it, uh, sort of. Uh, sometimes you can feel a bit like you're jet lagged the whole time, but I love it. It's brilliant. And uh, yeah, I get to cover all the stories that are important to Kent. We do a lot of national stories as well. As you can imagine at the moment, there's a lot about coronavirus. There's a lot about Brexit. There's a lot about the weather. Yeah, it's, it's all going on and we get to talk about it all. So we have a laugh. We have fun. We do the serious stuff as well. It's great. Okay, amazing. Early start, but lots of variety and yeah. um, really interesting line of work that you're in. Um, so you studied English originally. Did you have a clear idea about what you wanted to do after you graduated? No, <laughs> none at all. Yeah, I was one of these people that kind of was into quite a lot of stuff when I was younger. I kind of had a broad base of interest, which made it really hard for me to even choose what to study at A level, let alone what to then kind of you go on with and study further. And in the end, I followed my heart and I thought, well, what do I love the most? I thought, well, I love words, I love literature, I'm really interested in language. So I went down that path and it sort of did actually lead me to where I am now, I suppose, indirectly. But what really happened was while I was at university, I guess I was I was quite angsty about what I was going to do next. Everyone else is kind of going out and partying and like, yeah, we're free. And I'm like, what am I going to do next? Because I was aware that it was the first time in my life where I didn't have at least something to aim for, you know, because it's always been like, well, you'll do your GCSEs and if you pass, you'll go to college and blah, blah, blah. So I was kind of looking around and I was trying lots of things. And in my first year, I tried loads of different societies. And then in my second year, I thought, well, I really want to kind of pick one, pick one thing. And I found radio. So I'm so glad I signed up on a, on a whim, really. I was just walking past that stall at Precious Fair and thought, maybe I could try this. I like talking and I like people and it sounds really creative. And then I had this eureka moment. And I suppose if you were to do a cartoon of me, you'd paint a big light bulb above my head on my very first day in student radio. It was like I put the fader up and then I was just like, click, yes this is what I want to do. I just knew like instantaneously that it kind of brought together all my passions and interests. As I mentioned, I knew I loved language and words. I wanted to work with people. I wanted to do something creative. It just kind of ticked all my boxes really because it was very mentally stimulating and it was a great environment to be in. I had a lot of friends there. So from that time on, my friends were joking like, do you ever go to your lectures? You're just always in the radio studio. <laughs> I did go to 
by the way, um, and managed to kind of juggle the two things side by side. But I did feel, I think this is worth saying, I did feel like this is an impossible dream, you know, little old me, surely I can't go and work in radio. And then some, one of my friends said to me, well, you know, someone's got to do it. Why not you? And I sort of went from thinking, oh, I feel like I'm saying I want to be an astronaut to like, well, I suppose I could try. <laughs> no harm in trying. And just took it from there. Okay, amazing. So you kind of, you were studying English, but you had this sense that everyone around you was working out what their next steps were, what they wanted to do. You saw that there was a radio station attached to your university and you were like, let me give this a go. And actually through taking that step of being brave and trying something new, you discovered a passion. You discovered something that combined all of your interests and and all of your likes. And now you've forged a successful career in broadcasting from it. If there's anything to take from that, I suppose, it's like, don't worry if you don't know what you want to do now. Push doors, try things. And, And the other thing I would say is like, think about who you are, not particularly who you'd like to be you know it might be nice to think oh I'd love to be um, a CEO of a major company wouldn't that sound great at a dinner party but if you don't really like managing people and if you don't have a business brain it's going to be hard work so I would go the other way around I would sort of think well when I get up in the morning what makes me tick you know and if you're someone who loves numbers and spreadsheets then it might be accountancy that works for you because you actually enjoy that kind of order and neatness if it you're someone who just knows that they won't do well stuck behind a desk well, why are you looking at desk jobs? Like, why don't you think about something where you'd be out and about and on the roads or, you know, gardening or doing something different? So I suppose my idea of success isn't like how far up the ladder you get. It's whether you're happy. So you have to kind of figure out what makes you happy, I suppose. Help me and the listeners to understand, how did you get from trying out radio at university to now hosting the Radio Kent Breakfast Show? Yeah, it sounds really congruous, doesn't it? It's like I did radio, now I'm working in radio. It has been a journey with so many twists and turns and ups and downs and tears and laughs. And it hasn't really been straightforward. So never give up on your dream, I would say. Uh, but what happened to me was while I was working at Student Radio, I won a Student Radio Award. And that was brilliant because that kind of got me work experience. It's about that, that first step, isn't it? So I got work experience at BBC Radio Nottingham because that's where I was living at the time. And I was doing all sorts. I was kind of doing jobs behind the scenes. I was doing reception, occasionally reporting. Um, and then I started working at Derby and, and Leicester, the nearby local radio station. It was hard work. Like sometimes I was getting up at kind of half past four in the morning, going and doing a shift at one station, finishing that, going and doing another shift at another station, getting home late at night and then doing it all again the next day. So it really was quite relentless, but brilliant. I mean, I loved it. And then I got some work experience at Radio One and that kind of changed the game because I was kind of commuting up and down into London and coming back again. And I was thinking, if I want to make this my career, which I know that I do now, because I put my foot in the door and I know I love it, should I do a diploma? Should I get a qualification? Because I had English, a nice, you know, firm foundation, but I didn't have anything in broadcasting. So I asked a lot of people. And some people were saying, yes, it'd be good to have a qualification. Other people were saying, well, actually, work experience is more important. So I took a sort of barometer and thought, you know what? If I'm going to do it, I'll do it now. I'll do it at the beginning. So I kept working in the various outlets. And I did the qualification on the side. And I, I'm actually really glad I did. I mean, having extra qualifications is never going to hurt, is it? And it, it meant I had that media law, crucially, and that public administration. The practical stuff you can learn on the job, but I think it just gave me 
perhaps a bit of confidence, you know, in my broadcasting and in my abilities. So I did that. And then I did a lot more freelancing, a lot more crazy shifts, a lot more kind of overnight shifts and worked in, in various different places. Actually, I got a job in Oxford doing uh, all sorts of things there. I was presenting the breakfast show and doing a lunchtime show and reading the news and doing some local television and doing a chat show on a Sunday night. Then I got a gig with Global Radio in London. So I was working across all of their brands. So Hearts and Capital and LBC and Classic and Smooth. And that was um, very busy as well, actually, because it was almost like freelancing because I was every day, you know, on a different radio station. I stayed there for two years and then um, I went to freelance again. And I did that because I wanted to spread my wings. And because by that stage, I realized it was presenting that I loved. And if I stayed there, that wouldn't necessarily be the outcome. I'd probably keep reading the news. So I freelanced again. And I worked at QVC, which is a shopping channel, which was really fun. It was good experience, <laughs> the practice of just speaking. Um, I worked across Crummy Christian Radio, uh, Five Live, the Asian Network, BBC Radio London, doing a lot of different things, presenting, yes, but also reporting and reading the news. Worked out really well, actually, because I just think I got to a point where I was ready to settle down and pour my energies into one thing. And the job at BBC Radio Kent came up. So obviously, I leapt at the chance to, to go and do a pilot. Didn't think in a million years I get it. Uh, so it was over the moon. And believe it or not, I've been doing it nearly four years now. Wow. Okay. But what an incredible journey, Anna. So for our listeners, what I'm hearing is that you checked in with yourself about what you're passionate about, what makes you happy. You started pushing doors. You got some experience at university. And then you asked around and you gathered some facts and information and thought actually I also want a qualification to go alongside this so I'm not just going to get my English degree I'm going to go and do something that's relevant to uh, media um, so you did your diploma and then you really set about getting a broad range of experience at different stations not just presenting but doing lots of different roles within radio so that you could work out what you really loved which is presenting and you kept pushing those doors and now you're where you are today and you know it's been I suppose I've made a lot of sacrifices along the way in terms of can you come out tonight no because I'm up at four o'clock in the morning tomorrow and you know working weekends working Christmas working holidays but it is so much my passion and it was so much my dream that I didn't think twice about it I just wanted to do it which comes back to doing something that you love you know it's never really felt like work it's always felt like something pure pleasure for me to do so just think about what you would mind doing on a daily basis and and that will be good and again it's really worth talking to people who work in the industry you don't have any contacts you can always look online and social media and try and just say look can I just have five minutes of your time just to ask you what you did you mentioned freelancing has been really important at the start of your career I wonder if you could just say a little bit more about that well, for me, it was about getting the most experience in the shortest amount of time. Call me greedy, but um, I just wanted to work in different workplaces. I wanted to meet different people. Uh, you can kind of get to opportunities faster in a way. I mean, maybe you forge straight into your dream job, and in which case, great, stick at it. But for me, I kind of got to a point in my first job where I kind of felt I hit a bit of a ceiling. I thought, well, either I stay here forever or I need to take a leap. And actually, it was Angie Grieve at, at Magic. He said to me, sometimes you've just got to leap. And she sent me this video of a pastor, like kind of giving this big speech about it. And I thought, yeah, okay, 
I'll be brave. I'll do it. And of course, then you get to knock on people's doors. You get to work in different buildings. You get to do different things. Every day is a school day when you're freelancing. It's not for everybody. You know, some people would rather a constancy or a constant workplace or let's face it, some financial security. But for me, at that stage in my career, I just wanted to learn and I just wanted to develop. And I knew that if the right job came, I would take it. But if it wasn't the right job, I was quite happy to stand back. And I always used to joke, like, don't do it if you like money and sleep, because those two things don't come in buckets and spades when you're freelancing. But on the flip side of that, you are so grateful to go into work every day. Like every shift that comes into your diary is a bonus. You're never going to feel that kind of Monday morning feeling when you're freelancing because you just think, great, I've got something in the diary. I can pay the bills this month. This is going to be fine. And so I'm glad that I did it. And as I said to you before, it meant that I tried so many different things. But on paper, sometimes you can think, oh, wouldn't it be great to like read the news at 10 o'clock on telly? But actually, when I'd done a bit of telly, I, I liked it. But I loved radio, like I loved it. So I knew that that's where my heart was calling me. I think that's why there's a real bonus to actually trying out things, getting my CV a little bit bolstered. And I think it was good working at different radio stations because I learned how they all do do, do things differently, but how they all make great content. So it was it was edifying for me, absolutely. And then I have to say I was probably ready for the job when that came around I was ready to sort of pour my heart into one thing because you can end up doing night shifts into day shifts into afternoon shifts and you can end up feeling a bit bleary so you've got to be careful so it sounds like that freelance early period of your broadcasting career was full on long hours um also it comes with a layer of um insecurity as you quite rightly said freelancing you're not guaranteed work but it sounds like you were knocking on lots of doors pushing lots of doors it led to lots of connections great networking and lots of opportunities to learn so yeah, and you might think oh but that sounds really scary you know in a post-pandemic world is that something really that I want to do well I would say you know you can always get yourself a part-time job that you know is going to cover the bills. I never ruled out, you know, perhaps having to work in a bar or restaurants or, um, you know, perhaps doing something that was just half days or was just a few days a week. But I would say if you do have a dream, just give yourself a little bit of space in the schedule to pick up shifts, even if it's only one day a week to begin with, because you can always drop the other stuff when you get the skills needed to, to make that leap fully into what you want. But if you don't try, then you'll never know. And I think you touched on this earlier, so saying that it's it's not always been straightforward and you need to persevere. So I was going to ask you what the most challenging thing is about your line of work. And I wonder if that comes into it, that sometimes there will be knockbacks and sometimes you will go for something and it won't work out. Like If you could just share a bit more about what you meant by that. It's challenging because it's a very uncertain industry you never quite know you know how long you're going to have a job for but then to spin that into a positive it makes you appreciate the moment every day that you're doing it is a blessing like it's something that is kind of a gift really and I think some of the most challenging things for me have been you feel like you take the knockbacks very personally as a presenter because you feel like they're rejecting you as a person if you see what I mean like take the accounting analogy again if you're you know, balancing the books and you get a figure wrong. Well, you don't really feel like it's a reflection on you, perhaps. I don't know. I've never done accountancy. But, you know, people are sort of saying, oh, I didn't like the way you do that. I don't like the way you speak. I don't like. So you kind of have to do a lot of work, I think, in order to be thick, not thick skinned enough. That's not the right way of putting it, actually. It's a very old fashioned way of thinking about it. Um, I don't want resilience. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want to become sort of insensitive and thick-skinned. I think it's really important to be sensitive, actually. But yeah, resilience is definitely the word to take those knockbacks. And you get them all the time. You get them from all different sources as well. Like sometimes they might come from the boss. Sometimes they may come from social media because let's not forget anyone who doesn't like what they're hearing now can tap you up in a heartbeat and tell you to your face, as it were, that they don't like the show. So it's a little bit of a, a roller coaster, I think, in that sense. You kind of have to come back to your centre and just think, no, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. And for me, it just comes back to putting my whole heart into it every day and then trying to be better the next day. And, you know, if anyone wants to argue with that, well, I'm doing my best. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, honest. absolutely. As I say, it's about you doing your best and learning and growing every day. And if you focus on that, you'll be fine. If you focus on what did I do today? How could I do it better tomorrow? Who am I listening to for my feedback? Am I listening to the troll on the internet who hasn't even met me? Or am I listening to some really good people that I've got around me? So, you know, just know who your allies are. And there are plenty of really good people that you'll find at work. You can always turn to your friends outside of the media and they'll tell you pretty quickly not to listen to all the trolls and not to worry about all of that. The other thing that I was thinking about the other day, because I got a, complete, uh, a very nasty email from somebody, and I was thinking, right, okay, uh, A, I recover quick, more quickly than I used to, so I'm getting better at this, so that's good. And you've got to remember as well that everybody gets it. So I would say, think of the broadcaster that you most love and respect, someone who's at the top of their game, and then just know that they're getting it too, Okay everybody's guessing it because we live in a world where it's far too easy to lash out and I suppose those people who you admire they'll be getting it even more because the more prominent you are if you're on daytime telly or network radio the more exposure you have the more you will get these kind of messages so don't take it personally it's your own life it's your own career yeah okay um, okay, so you kind of touched on this as well slightly, but there might be more that you want to add to it. I was just wondering what the what you'd say the best thing is about your job. So you've talked about variety, you've talked about the opportunity for creativity, but anything else? I think for me, it's communication. It's got to be communication. That's what I love. And that's why I love local radio more than any of the other jobs I've had, I think, because there's a direct communication loop between you and the audience, which you don't have if you're, say, doing a piece for telly that just gets broadcast out. We get to talk. We get to get into the issue. It's about figuring stuff out. I'm a person with loads of questions about life, and I get to ask them, and I get to talk to the experts about it. I'm deeply curious, and I get to flex that muscle on a daily basis. And I think you can also, you can care about people on the radio because you have that direct link. You can follow their stories up. You can give them a platform to talk about something that's important to them. Everybody's invited, everybody's included, and everybody has a voice. And I, I love that. I think it's really important that we are our own community at BBC Radio Kent. Yeah, you've got the, the regular listeners who you love, who are part of the family, and then you've got someone who might just be passing through Kent who decides to give you a call because they've heard something that chimes with them and you get to have a chat and it's all a very open forum and, and that really sets me alight actually. I love I love talking to people and I love hearing their stories and um, yeah, we make each other laugh as well, which has got to be good. What's one thing that you know now that you wish someone had told you in your early career? That is a very good question. Uh, quite a few things. I think... I think the main thing is that it's okay to be yourself. 
I think when I was a bit younger in the career, and I hope it's changing a bit now, but I kind of, I knew I wanted to be a presenter and I looked around and I saw it was mostly men in their 50s presenting and I thought, well, I'm I'm never going to be a man, so maybe, maybe I can't do it. And I think it was more subtle than that, if you see what I mean. It was kind of like, well, I don't share your worldview or your opinion or your style. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of not this very outraged person who's had different life experiences but that's okay because actually what I realize now is that you bring yourself to it and you bring different things to it and I think that's what radio needs so it doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing what we need is a plethora of voices on the radio we want a diversity of thought it's crazy to think we'd only have one type of person whoever they are presenting a radio show because you know we are a mixed bunch of people on this planet and that should be represented and then we learn from each other. So I think radio in the olden days was very uh, niche in that sense. And then if there was a woman, they were only there to kind of as a stooge to laugh at the man's jokes and to sort of say, ah, oh, isn't that funny? Aren't you great? And it was a very odd dynamic to have. And I, I'm encouraged, though, now. I think we are seeing you know, a diversity of broadcasters. I think it's starting to change. We're getting the radio to reflect the country, which it really should do. So I think, yeah, if I could go back, I'd say, look, just be yourself, don't worry about it, in the same way as I probably did. Okay, so interesting to hear about the path that you've taken. Would you say that that's standard? Like, obviously, you've been in the industry a while and you've met many people. I think that's the great thing about broadcasting, actually. There is no one set route. I think, obviously, if you want to be a doctor, then you need to go and follow the course. There's a, there's more of a path, I suppose, to that career. Not so with broadcasting. As I say, I did English. It led me to doing radio, which led me to getting a diploma and, you know, the rest. But for a lot of people, maybe they know when they're very young that they want to do radio. And I know a lot of people who started at their local commercial station when they were you know, making cups of tea and all of that. And then they very quickly decided to do a radio course. Some people came to the workplace directly from either college or university and, and there they were. Other people had had completely other careers. They'd worked as lawyers or accountants or whatever it was and decided, no, they wanted to be trained. That kind of can work really well, actually. You might think, oh, that doesn't sound right. But yeah, because you've got a specialism you know, you can be the finance correspondent if you've worked in the world of finance or if you've been in the NHS, you could be the health correspondent. So you actually bring quite a lot. Um, a lot of people have come, they've been teachers and they kind of enjoy the communication side of things. There really is no set route. And I think if you asked 100 people, you'd get 100 different answers of how they ended up in broadcasting. Uh, some people, of course, were aiming for something very different. They wanted to be on Broadway, but <laughs> they are, you know. It, it, it's just your own life path, and I think I think that's really wonderful, actually. Um, I'm very aware that our listeners will be all be at very different stages, so um, hopefully this will be speaking to um, a large number of people in many different ways. Be yourself, enjoy the journey, find out what you like, um, kind of is a summary of our episode today. Yeah, and the other thing I would say is, like, reach out and get help. Just talk to people. People want to help you. Don't be scared. Don't be shy, because I think I was at the beginning as well. If you're a current Sussex student, or if you graduated within the last three years, the Entrepreneurship Team and the Careers and Employability Centre are here to support you. Whether you're curious to find out more, want to develop a business or social enterprise idea, or if you want to find out about being an innovator within a company, we would love to hear from you. Contact us 
at entrepreneurship at sussex.ac.uk or visit our web pages for more details sussex.ac.uk forward slash careers.